0: Hello. Vegas, Man, my name is Dada, and I have the pleasure to be in front of you today to bring the fresh Word. Man, we want to welcome you to this time, man, this is a glorious time, this is where we're actually going to dive into what God has really placed inside of my heart to bring to the Vegas community what better, what, what anything better than this moment right here because we know that the Gospel is liberating, we know that the Gospel brings freedom, and even much more when we find ourselves inside of God's Word, we find ourselves with God Himself. and so So before all of that, if you could just join me in prayer, this would be awesome because we want to make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to come in during this time and be with us. So let's just pray with me. Father, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for for allowing us to be here right now um, to bring a fresh word. Um, Your word is always one that comes in and it brings uh, what we need at the moment even much more. It brings us to a place where we never imagined that we we will be even much more. It allows us to be in your presence. So we're asking that right now now, uh, be with us, guide us, speak to the inner depths of who we are, um, so that way you can bring forth uh, the various things that you have been cultivating inside of us, and we want to give you all the praise and all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. So listen, man, have you ever been like just in this time frame, uh, we've been just, everybody was talking about, you know, God's love, right? And we know that God loves us. Here's the biggest part. God loves you. But I believe there's a bigger picture to this. I believe there's a lot more um, to this, this, this love thing than we ever imagined, right? And over at Connection Church LV, where you know, I happen to be and have the pleasure of being a lead pastor for, over at Connection uh, Church LV, our mantra is loving God, loving people, and connecting the two. And the biggest part in all of that is the very first part, is loving God. But I believe inside of, inside of ministry as a whole, what we've done is, is that we've, we've we focused so much on the love of God. And don't get me wrong, hear me out. I believe, that, number one, this is the essence of, of salvation. Um, this is the essence of uh, redemption, right? This is, this is how God has truly allowed himself to be with us. This is where we actually find ourselves in the presence of God. But I believe inside of scripture, there is a portion that really brings out the essence of love. And even much more, it asks us a question. And 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 I believe that this is it's so key to this very thing, and so before we even get to that portion of scripture, I want to get into Matthew uh, chapter six verse twenty-four. Remember, this is a fresh word. This is where we're actually looking at God's word, right? We're extrapolating the various things so that way we can understand exactly what we what He wants us to know. And so, over in Matthew chapter six verse twenty-four, it says, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one." and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so many times we know that the word mammon means, it, it means money. But there's another portion of that word that I think that that is not fully understood, right? Especially when we look at it from, from a Greek standpoint. And that word means for the treasure a person trusts in. So when we look at mammon and what Jesus is saying right here, he's saying, hey, guess what? You cannot serve God and also put something in the trust and put your trust in something else. The biggest part is for us to really understand that to love God is to, is to trust God. And I believe inside of John chapter 21 where we, we find Jesus looking to restore Peter. And what we, what we come to understand is, and if you're, if you're following with me, just turn your Bibles over to John uh, chapter 21, right? Over there, what we see is that once again, we have, we have Jesus restoring Peter, right? And, and with this very thing is that, is that Jesus begins to ask Peter some questions. And these questions are so valuable, um, to, to the restoration of Peter. But I believe also too, it's so valuable for the restoration of ourselves, Right? And he asked Peter three times, do you love me? And, and let's, let's get into this real fast, right? We're gonna read a couple of verses so that way we can really understand where we're at. So chapter 21, verse 15, it says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. What's so interesting about that whole whole dialogue here is the word love and, and what it means and I really want us to really pay attention to this very, very moment, because I believe it's really gonna get to the depth of what Jesus is asking Peter, and also to the depth in regards to what Jesus wants us to understand. And so when we look at this, the one key thing we have to understand is the usage of the word love. And I believe even today we have this misconception uh, when it comes down to love, right? Because we're like, oh man, God loves us and, and everything, but that is true 100%, we talked about it earlier. But what I see here is, is Jesus asking Peter, do you love me? And I believe this, this really gets down to the, the nitty gritty of the, of the commandments in, in that when it's like to love the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul and all of your strength. Like love God with everything that you are, right? Hold nothing back. This is what God is asking is for us to, hey, guess what, love me first. Before you want to begin to love or attempt to love anybody else, but I believe what Jesus is, is really asking here is—it's just like the word love with, that He uses. When Jesus asks Peter, "Do you love Me?" He says, "Do you agapeo Me?" Meaning, do you divinely love Me? Do you love me in a manner to where this love is not cultivated inside of yourself? Because think about it, like we ourselves, we're selfish individuals, right? Like we're like, we're so finicky, just we as people, like, we're like, like, we're so situational with our love, right? But Jesus is saying, do you, do you divinely love me? And then he gives him like, he's like, Hey, feed my sheep. What does that even mean? Do you love me enough to do my will? Do you love me enough to leave behind the things that you've always wanted to do to follow what it is I'm leading you into? We have to remember is that Peter was, Jesus told Peter, hey, guess what? I'm, you're no longer going to be fishers of this aquatic thing, but you're gonna be fishers of men. You're gonna be, I'm, I'm going to change the landscape, the surroundings of where you're fishing at, so that way you're actually fishing in a manner in which I'm calling you to fish in. But the first thing, first thing first, is that, do you love me? Do you agape me? And Peter, I believe just like many of us, he says, I phileo you. Like I'm attached to you. Like I adore you, but I really don't, I really don't know if I love you enough to, to do your will. And, and I believe that this is where, where God is asking us, is that do, do we love him enough because here's the part, he loves us enough to bring us to a place of brokenness, to a place of healing, like from a place of like desperation, to a place of like peace, like from a place of like sadness and, and distortion, like distortion, to a place of, of peace, joy, and a sound mind. Like God loves us enough to bring us to that place. But it's not about God's love. It's about our love for God like our love for the Father, our love for the Son, like our love for the Holy Spirit, like this is the question, do we love the things of the kingdom more than we love the things of the earth? Because as long as we continue to to seek forth for the things of the earth, we'll always miss the kingdom. I, I read it the best where it's like, if we never fast from the things of the earth, we will never discover the things of the kingdom. Like, I, 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 that's so good, let me say that one more time. Like, if we never fast, if we never take our focus on the things of the earth, we will never come to the place of discovery, we'll never come to the place of revelation of the things of the kingdom. But it takes us loving God. It takes us loving Jesus. It takes us loving the Holy Spirit. It takes us loving the things of, 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 of the heavenly realms. And taking our eyes off of the things of the earthly realm, even even over in, in Matthew chapter six verse thirty three, it says we all say we all know it. It's like you know seek thee, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and everything will be added upon you. But the key part is seeking the kingdom of God first. Do you love me? Do, do you agape me? Like this is the question. I believe that, that we have to that we have to understand. And, you know, even, even in, for here, we're talking about a fresh word and maybe we've never heard this before. Maybe we have, or maybe we haven't, but I believe that even inside of, inside of the church, inside of ministry, we focus so much on, on God's love and his love is all encompassing, right? It's all inclusive, right? It's, it's all surrounding, it's, it's present at all times. But the question is, is, is our love? all encompassing, is it actually allowing ourselves to be vulnerable before God? Like, are we allowing ourselves to come to a place? Here's the biggest part. Are we allowing ourselves to change our surroundings? Are we willing to allow God to change our surroundings to bring us to a place to where we've never been before? That we're no longer just cherry picking the word to find things that, that make us feel good at that particular time, a particular moment. And, and, and I, I say that because I want to kind of reference us over to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And I believe that we're all familiar with this, but I really want to focus on the one word that we're talking about, right? And it says, Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, right? To those who are called according to his purpose. You see that word love right there? That word again is agapeo. Like, do we love, do we love God enough, right? To allow ourselves to perform life through Christ. I think that is so good, right? Like, like agapeo, meaning that are we willing to allow ourselves to perform our lives, right? In and through Christ. This is, the, this is the greatest act of love that we can allow ourselves to partake in, right? It's not just, just saying that, you know, I, I accept God's love, I receive God's love. The thing is that God's love is for everybody. It's always available. And yes, it is a choice for us to receive it, however, comma. It's more so along, along the lines of us loving God. When we look at Romans eight twenty eight, the first thing we have to understand is, is that in order for things to work out for our good, our relationship with the father has to be intact. Like this is about relationship. This is not religion. This is relationship. And when we look at the essence of relationship, the biggest relationship and the most profound relationship that we know inside of the gospel is the one between the father and the son. And we even see this when we, when we look at the story of the lost son, right? And I know many people like, well, that's actually the story of the prodigal son. Well, actually it's the story of the lost son. And what we have to understand in the biggest part that in regards to when I look at scripture and my prayer is that when we all look at scripture, the one thing we begin to look at is the actual meaning and definitions and the usage of words. And the biggest part is when I say this is because when we're talking about fresh word I, and I, my, my prayer is that today we receive something that's fresh, something that's refreshing, right? Something that maybe we've never even thought of before. And I want to tackle one word in regards to prodigal. Many times we think and we've been told that the word prodigal means disobedient, rebellious. But I believe if you were to actually look at that word, the one thing you will understand is, is that the word means to recklessly spend. It means to recklessly spend. So when we look at the story of the lost son, we understand that he recklessly spent what the father gave. Here's the biggest question for us today, is that what has God given you? What has he given us that we've actually been reckless in our spending of it? But we have to also understand, and, and when we look at this word, we can also say that the father is a prodigal father. I know many of you guys are like blasphemy, this is crazy. This is the biggest part, is that he recklessly spends his love on us. He, 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 there's no bounds for his love for us. But the problem is just like with the, with the lost son, with the younger son, we allow the world to dictate how we love the father. We only love him in regards to what we receive from him, which means that our love is conditional. It has boundaries to it. But agape love love has no boundaries to it. It's 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 not it's not confined to the things we receive. It's not confined to the things that we do. It's not it's not profi- it's not confined to our performance. It's not confined to to our comfort. It's not it's not confined to our money. It's so abundant. It's so great. Why? Because the kingdom is so great, and the love and wish that this, this the, in regards to who this this love comes from. He's so great. And if, if the God, the father is so great, his love is so great. And so since his love is so great, then the question is, is how do we receive a love? That's so great. Like how do, how are we able to position our hearts, position ourselves in a manner to where we receive this love and then we give it out. Well, we're going to get to that, right? But I want to also tackle the older son in this, in this story as well, is that the older son, when we talk about being confound to performance. See, the older son, he loved his dad. However, I don't think he really understood that his love was not, it wasn't just all on performance based. See, he was like, you know, I serve you, I've done this and all I wanted is, is this, this from you. I believe the lesson for, from, for us in, in the older son is that, our, that God does not give, his, give us, uh, us his love based on performance. It's all based off of what he already has. And see, the thing is that God, our Father, has everything. And since He has everything, He's like, hey, guess what? Everything I have is yours. And this is not a, a claiming and like, you know, to, to name and claim it type, type word. But what I want us to understand is that, that, that it's not just about us, lo- uh, God loving us. And then we're like, hey, guess what? I'm going to show you I love you by how I perform for you. No, our hearts actually show it manifests in the way that we present ourselves to people, how we present ourselves to the Father, right? It's all inclusive. It's how, like, us, us actually saying, I love God, means that I am willing to sacrifice. I'm willing, let me say it right here, I'm willing to give up certain things. I'm willing to give up certain people. I'm willing to give up certain relationships. I'm willing to give up the energy in which I'm giving to this right up over here. Right? It's like, I'm so ingrained in saying, you know what? I will not cherry pick God's word to make myself feel good. And, and I'm, I know some of you probably like, what in the world are like these, like these two colorful things? Like, what is this, what is these fruit? What I, I brought this on. So that way I can show that sometimes what happens is, is that we're like, you know what, this is God's love. And then what we do is we cherry pick what we want from it. Like we like, we take from what we want. From it, and it's like you know, you know, I feel this way today. So it's like you know, I'm feeling happy. So you know, I'm gonna give a little joy to the people I work with. It's like you know what, I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling a little, a little generous today. So you know, I'll I'll give a little bit of time. But a God, the, the, but God's love, which is agape, is not cherry picked. It's it's all inclusive. And so to say we love God and to say we love people, they're not separate. And what we learn from, from the story of the prodigal son is very simple, is that the same father that ran for his younger son is the same father that came to his older son. It's the same love. It did. It it didn't matter in regards to like what they had done. It was all about the father's love. But here's the biggest part is that what we see was their love for the father in that the the younger son was like, what can you give me? And guess what, based off of what you can give me, this is how I love you. And then the older son is like, hey, guess what? This is, you show me that you love me by by giving me the things I can celebrate with other people. But the father was like, guess what? Your love, I want your love to mimic my love. This was a message that was given when he spoke to the older son. He's like, guess what? The younger son, he was lost and now he's home. We, we had no choice but to rejoice. Can I ask you a question? Is your love so divine to where you don't separate it, you actually bring it together? And understand, we cannot cultivate this on our own. And I really wanna really nail this, this, this concept home if you are taking notes, if you're just listening, my prayer is that you find yourself over in Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two, and I want to come from with to, I want to come uh, from the Passion Translation, because I believe that it really nails home. it home. It, it says this right here. It says, it says in the in uh, it says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love, in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that sedues, patient that, uh, that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue and faith that prevails. How do we know that we have agape love? It's through the spirit. And so when we look at Peter and his answer, we understand that Peter did not experience the Holy Spirit just yet. Can I ask you a question? Have you experienced the Holy Spirit in a way? And for us old school people, right? Have you experienced the Holy Ghost in a way to where it's actually changed your language? And the reason why I say that is because we have going back to Peter and this exchange, this dialogue exchange between Jesus and Peter. We understand is that Jesus is like, hey, do you agape me? And Peter's like, yes, I flail you. And Jesus asks him again, do you agape me? And then Peter's like, yes, I flail you. And then Jesus says, do you flail me? That's the third question. Jesus used the same words that Peter had been saying in which he loved Jesus. But what I find interesting is that over in 1 Peter 4, verse 8, Peter now changes his language. And he says that love, the love of God covers a multitude of sin. He is now using the word agape. So the question today is, is that will you allow the spirit of God to allow you to love people and love God, but not separately? but love them together. So even as this clay comes together, we have to understand is that as it's coming together, you can no longer separate it. Like they are now bound together. And so when you look at one, you see the other. Can I say this to us today? Can we love people in a way that we love God? Don't, that's the commandment right there is that, you know what? To love God is to love people and to love people is to love God. And the reason why we cannot separate the two is because they're bound together by the spirit. So the question becomes is, is do we, do you, do I have the spirit of God in us in a way that is not just loving people, but is loving God first. Can you see the commandments right there? Can you see this lump of clay? Can you see this right here? This is so evident. So as you, the next time that your kids have clay or whatever, right, and they're like putting stuff together and they're making things, they're making a little man or making a house. Ask yourself the question. Do I love God in a manner that it's so inclusive that I'm willing to fast from the things of this earth to come in a better relationship with the Father? So that way I can love people the way He loves people. See, this is the ministry in which that every person, every believer, right? Every church is called to do is to love God first without loving God first, how can we even come in contact with the spirit? Even even Jesus breathed on the disciples and he said, hey, guess what? Receive the spirit. Receive the spirit. He breathed on them so that that way they can have something imparted into them. This is the same spirit That was in the beginning when, when God breathed into the nostrils of man, that ruach, that, 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 the breath of God is what actually brought life to man. Even, even over in second Timothy verse three, right? uh, uh, Chapter three, verse 16, where it's like, guess what? All scripture is breathed out. All scripture is the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Check this out. The Holy Spirit is not just, not just power, but it's life. Can we say this right here? Can we allow the love of God to be expressed, be breathe, breathed onto us, breathe into us, allowing us to encounter the Holy Spirit to where we love people, they can't tell who we're really loving. Because why? Because we're loving God in a manner in which He loves us. See, even we know that, that it says that God so loved the world that He gave. That he gave. Even even much more it says, while we were yet still in our sin, he died for us. Can you see the father's love there? The, the, the father's love is is so like I said, it's so it's so include, it's, it's it's so like it's so whimsical, it's just like bodacious, like it is just crazy to even think about how much he loves us. But here's the biggest part: how crazy is, is it of us to not to love him in the same manner? If, if, if the father is teaching us how to love, then why would we not show him that same love the same way he's showing us? Why are we, why can we, why will we, we withhold the love of God from others if we received it ourselves? So my prayer for us today is very, very simple. Is that let us not just speak of loving God, but let us know of loving God. I I love to say this right here. To know God is to know ourselves and to know ourselves is to know God. How can we, how can we actually understand the love of of any type of love whatsoever? If we don't know the author of love itself, can we choose today to love the author of love? Can we choose today to, 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 to love, the one that gave us breath. Can we choose today to love the one that will change our language of love? This is, what, this is loving God. This is not just loving God in a filet way, saying, you know what, I adore you, I'm personally attached to you. No, this is loving God in a way, just like he told Peter, hey, feed my sheep, feed my, tend my lambs, What did all that mean? To love God is to bring us to a place that we love and enjoy doing His will. This is where it's at. This is is the great thing about the gospel, the good news, right, this is the best news ever is that God loves us And we love him in return. And so going back to it all, the biggest part is guess what? Guess what we did? We sought first the kingdom of God. We sought first the love of God. We sought first the presence of God. We sought first the the breath of God. And in that exchange, in that moment, what 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 happened was is that we received everything that the kingdom had or has. And you know what that is? That is a life and a life more abundantly with God. I pray that that today that we find ourselves refreshed. I want to thank you, each and every last one of you, for joining us today. And you guys have a blessed one, and we will catch you next time. Well, hey, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to Fresh Word. Hey, we, we we were so excited you guys were with us. We pray that you guys receive something encouraging, life, transformational change for you just the same that will not just affect you, but also those around you. Hey, guess what? I want to personally invite you to join us over at Connection Church LV. Um, we are a new church plant here in the Vegas community. You can check us out on our website at myconnectionlv.org. You can check us up on Facebook, also to Instagram. At Connection Church LV, however you choose to do so, we say, hey, guess what? Our doors are open for you, even much more. If you don't plug in with us, plug into a local church somewhere where the gospel is actually being proclaimed in its truest form, because in its truest form allows you to be transformed to what God is calling you to do. So we God bless you. We hope to catch you guys next time around.